0: make another list and write down, how can I serve her? What are the solutions I can offer? How can I help her? So when you are writing those emails, writing the sales copy, and for a lot of you that are more in the beginner stage, if you're listening, it's your Facebook post. Post descriptions are bold, okay? So when you think about the psychographics, you're going to start speaking to her in her language, and you're going to address her problems. So when she sees your post, she's going to think struggling with
1: this. It's like Kimberly knows me. Hey friends, and welcome to the girl means business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Whatever you're doing right now, whether it is laundry, driving, working out, whatever it might be, I so appreciate you bringing me along with you for the ride. I want to say a huge thank you to everyone that has left reviews lately. I read them all. I love them all. They mean so much to me. If you have not left a review and you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, I would love, 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 love for you to just hit pause for a second and go leave me a review over on iTunes. Not only does it help to let other listeners know what you're loving about the show I obviously love seeing them, but it also helps to kind of boost my ranking in iTunes so that other people can discover the show as well. So that would be a really huge help. If you love the content you're getting each week on this podcast for free, that is one way that you can show your love and appreciation by leaving me a review on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Alright guys, this week I am chatting with my friend Kimberly Olson, another Texan. She is known as the Gold Digger Girl and I recently was on her podcast last week talking all about email marketing and today we are going to chat with her about how she uses Facebook to grow her business. She has a really great strategy that she uses and some really, really great tips on how to create authentic content on Facebook that connects with your audience. I cannot wait for you to listen in, hear our conversation and just soak in all of the greatness this woman has to share. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's get to my interview with Kimberly. All right, guys, I'm so excited. I'm here with Kimberly Olson. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having me on.
1: Hi, well, okay, so first of all, I want to start with just talking a little bit about your story. So, anyone who is listening who is not familiar with you yet, can I give us your background on who you are, what you do, and how you help women in business?
0: Sure, absolutely. So, I got into network marketing, direct sales in the spring of 2017. So, I was in a situation where I had no choice, <laughs> I did not want to do it. I was very resistant to it, I, I had a stigma around it, like I think a mm-hmm. lot of people do. And I was, uh, our family was in about almost six figures of debt. I had lost my job right before I had my second baby. And at the time, they were one and two and a half. So they were in diapers. Um, I had taken a job locally because we cashed in our 401k, put everything on credit cards. I mean, it was such a struggle. So I took this job locally, but it was two and a half hours of commuting a day. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I hated the job. Like it was just brutal. And I struggled with anxiety and depression, so I, my coping mechanism was alcohol, so my whole thing was like, glass of wine to take the edge off, right, and then another glass at dinner, and before you know it, you know, drinking way too much, and so I just wasn't happy with the way that things were, and So I was finding myself, I've always struggled with anxiety and depression and it runs in my family, alcohol abuse on both sides of the chain. And so I was drinking a lot of wine and uh, a lot of it, and it was my coping mechanism. And I would wake up every morning just feeling like a failure, right? So I, my friend just kept asking me and following up and she's like, look, I'm making lots of money. I'm having fun. And finally I was like, I'm just going to look at it, right? What do I have to lose? So I looked at it and I was like, I can totally do this. So I told her, I said, I'll do whatever you say, but I'm putting this kit on my secret American express card. My husband doesn't know about, and you've got 30 days for me to make this money back or I'm out. And she's like, okay. So I was very coachable, very hungry, obviously. And I did everything she said. So I made the initial investment back, you know, three times over, uh, first few months was making a comma check, which is like the, you know, the first kind of milestone. But for me, it was like, oh, wait. You know, this is like real money. I could maybe make this work and get ourselves out of debt. I also made the decision that summer to get uh, professional help. So one of my friends had referred me to a therapist, Michelle Thompson. I always talk about her. She's a life coach, Reiki healer, hypnotherapist. I mean, she has all the modalities in one. And um, for any of you listening that, you know, there's, you're frustrated because you're trying to get the results and you can't, sometimes there's some stuff going on there we need to address. And for me, it was lack of belief lack of faith in myself, I didn't value myself, and I had some addictive, you know, addictive personality. So I worked with her intensely and was able to overcome the alcohol addiction. So just past my three year anniversary of of congratulations. Thank you. And it's it's weird to talk about, but the more I do, I'm like, no, people need to hear that so that people going through it, you know, can understand it's it's a real thing that people struggle with. And when when I did that and made that made that change, I started learning about how to talk to myself differently, tell myself a new story and speak positivity and truth into my mind, the thoughts I had, which would started reflecting on the outside. So in this, the fall of 2017, I had run out of my cold market. I mean, my warm market. I had no one to talk to. Everyone was teaching spam. Cold message, right? And I just was like, I can't do that. That's not who I am. I don't believe in that. Right. And so I just prayed. I'm like, God, there's gotta be another way. I don't want this like amazing money to stop and you know the hope. And so someone tagged me on a video about social media. And I was like, what? I mean, I had 250 friends on Facebook, no Instagram account. I mean, I knew nothing. And I was coachable, like I said. So I got in there, I hired, I hired, hired coaches, I got training programs, and I just took action and I started going live every week. And my background is I have PhDs in natural health and holistic nutrition. So I like knew nothing about business. So I'm like, (laughs) wake up with lemon water. Yeah. Or I would say, let me tell you about natural deodorant. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but I showed up every week. I showed up every week and more people came and more people came. And then I launched a Facebook group for like setting goals, filled up my first Facebook group. And then I started noticing people were asking for me to help them with their goals And then they were saying, we really love that you're also in network marketing. Could you maybe help us with our business goals and selling and getting customers? And I'm like, sure, this is what I'm doing. So I started teaching people that kind of thing and sort of pivoted. And so in the spring of 2018, I launched the Gold Digger Girl, which is my brand. And I started coaching. So I started doing group coaching, private coaching, workshops, courses. Uh, I started my podcast. I've had that for two years. Um, I've written a few books. Two of them have been bestsellers. We I'm a top producer in my current company, um, and we just passed a million dollars in revenue, which is really cool. As a the, since I launched my brand, and I share that with you not to impress you, but for those listening to impress upon you, remember I had 250 friends on Facebook. So how was I able to get? you know, such success so quickly is probably what I'm hoping we're going to be able to talk about today, which I'm excited about. So yeah. that's my story. Um, I work from home now. My girls are four and six at the t- uh, four and six right now. And um, I just get to help people, you know, create those goals, crush them and live the life of their dreams. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been
1: listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know, my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. I love that. Well, and I love like listening to people's stories this is one of the que- reasons I asked this question in the beginning is because it's really easy to look at where you are now and just see success and see these goals that you have crushed. But when you go back and look at where you were in the beginning, and I think there's so many people that are sitting where you were and where I was in the beginning where, where it just feels overwhelming or you're thinking like, there's no way I can be where Kimberly is. There's nowhere I could be where this person is or where that person is that you see online. And just that reminder that it's a journey and mm-hmm. a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, it takes, like you said, doing the work and putting in the work to get there. That's you know what I love about your story too is that you know you you don't come up and say, oh yeah, in two weeks I had millions of followers and all these <laughs> things happen. You know, <laughs> it took it took time, and we forget that it takes time to do these things. And so that's a really good reminder.
0: Yeah, it does take time. And also too, I think sometimes we separate ourselves from people who are successful and we look at them and think like, I I could never be like that. Wow, mm-hmm. she's so great on camera or, you know, she seems so together. <laughs> I'm definitely not a mess Express, but when we start to see ourselves in that person and we say, oh my gosh, I struggled with, you know, maybe recreational drugs or prescription drugs or some kind of addiction, right? I struggle with that. Or, oh my gosh, we're in a lot of debt, you know, student loans. So I think it's helpful when they can hear things like that. Cause then you start Mm -hmm. to see yourself in that person and you think, well, why not me then?
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause that's one of the things like I've been working a lot around sort of my own personal blocks and business. And that's one of the things that I've struggled with is looking at other people that are so much further down the road and thinking, oh my gosh, they're just, they have this great team behind them or, oh, they have these great resources or, oh, they have these connections that I don't have, but realizing and reminding myself daily, like that's okay. You have something different to offer or you have a different path or you have these things or you can work towards those things. So, um, I think that's a really great reminder on a regular basis is that don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle.
0: Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I do definitely want to dive into like your, the social media side of things. And you talk about how like when you started your brand and your business, you had like a small following on Facebook, you hadn't started on Instagram. So kind of walk us through like what, what you did in the beginning to kind of get things off the ground. If someone's listening right now and thinking, okay, I have hundred followers on Facebook or Instagram and they're all family and friends. What do I do now? Like what, what kind of steps did you take to start building those relationships and growing those, those
0: platforms? Yes, for sure. And this is such a great topic because I have a six month group coaching program. And in the second semester, this is where we address this and they all get stuck. I don't care their experience, if they're new or not, they all get stuck in this part. And they're like, I've never even explored this question. I mean, some of them have been in network marketing, direct sales, all the things for decades and have never stopped to say like, who am I serving? So it's such a great question. So the first thing to do is if you are starting out or maybe you're, you sell something and I'm speaking to people who are selling a product or a service, this can be anything. You could be a coach and if you are a relationship coach, you technically could coach anyone because everybody has relationships, right? If you sell toothpaste that whitens your teeth, you think, well, everyone has teeth. So I'm going to sell to everyone. So it really does apply no matter what field you're in. A realtor, everyone needs a home to live in, right? It's for yeah. everyone listening, okay? So the first thing you want to do is whether or not you're new or older, or having results or not, is you want to build up your audience with the people that are your target audience. So we've all heard the word target audience, right? Like demographics, target market. Yes, that's important, but people often don't know who that is. So the first thing we wanna do is we want to be able to ask ourselves, who do I want to work with? Okay, not who you need to work with, but who do you want to work with? If you're finding the money objection is coming up a lot for you, you're probably talking to people who you're like, oh, they told me, they need my product. It would change their life or, oh my gosh, this business could change their life. They need your product, but do they want your product or service? Do they want to work with you? So you've got to think, who do I want to work with and who would want to work with me? And if you get really stuck on this, where you're just like, I don't know who it is. It's you. It's Mm -hmm. you when you first started. So you go back to when you first heard about your, you know, the weight loss product that you're selling, or maybe you, um, you love coaching people and helping them to figure out their passion. Where were you when you started discovering your passion? Where you felt empty, you felt lost. You know, kids got out of the house and you're not not a mom anymore and you're sitting there going, who am I? So go back to who you were when you first got into what you do now. And that is the best target market or target audience is you when you first started. So for me, whenever I'm going live, whenever I'm teaching, whenever I'm creating content, I'm thinking about that mom Who maybe has young kiddos at home like I was, who's going, okay, I wanna contribute in a meaningful way to our finances because I wanna change my family tree. I don't want my kids to grow up without money like I did. I don't wanna live paycheck to paycheck like most families. And I wanna be proud of what I bring to the table financially. And I thought about her, who was she? Well, she was someone who was in corporate America, who was doing pretty good, but maybe wasn't making ends meet or it wasn't rewarding her. And I, and I also thought about the mom who maybe when on maternity leave stayed home a couple years with the babies and doesn't want to go back to work mm-hmm. because that's just going to rip her soul out of her body because she doesn't want to leave her babies. So those are really the, the kind of two people that reminded me of myself. And so I built all of my content around that. I did all my videos around that. I just paid attention to the people who were, who were responding. So what's really cool, Kendra, is this is a simple, simple thing you can do, you guys. And you can do this with Facebook friends list. Or on Instagram, I want you to look at your current Facebook friends list and I want you to ask yourself, who do I want to work with? It could even be someone that you've brought up your product, service, whatever you sell, and they said flat out, no, I'm not interested in that. But there's someone you would want to work with, okay? Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna click that person's Facebook profile, and you're going to go to her friends list and you're going to look through her friends list and you're going to look for mutual friends. You don't want it to be where you don't have any connections because that's just weird. And then you're a creeper. (laughs) And then you get the message of like, how do you know me? Yeah. You know, I like it. If you do this right, you should have three, four, five, sometimes 10, 20 mutual friends, go look at her list. And then you can kind of hover over it and it'll pop up with the Facebook group and they just changed the layout. So I think it's even better now, but when you hover by her name, it should show her cover. And a little bit about her. I'll look at that really quick. And my ideal avatar, like I said again, is moms. Usually, I'm looking for people who are positive, kind of upbeat. You know, just have a good vibe. And then I'll friend request them. And you want to do no more than twenty a day. If you do too many, Facebook will flag you. And Instagram, you can do a maximum about two hundred per day. And this is where you would go find your ideal, um, ideal person. Um, It's a little different on on Instagram. You're going to go find an account that you know your target audience is following. Great example. I love Rachel Hollis. And I know that everyone who follows Rachel Hollis is my ideal avatar, right? -hmm. She's a mom. She's all into positive inspiration. Entrepreneurs a lot of times or moms who want to take care of themselves and, um, I know all the people following Rachel Hollis. I hover over their names and look for those moms. I'm going to be able to follow people that follow Rachel Hollis. So those are two different platforms. You can implement this immediately, but the key is you want to get clear on who you're serving, who you want to work with instead of trying to serve everyone. That's really I love great. that. Yeah.
1: I, that was a game changer for me. I, about five or six years ago, I took an online course. And that was one of the first things they had me do. It was a course on like branding and marketing. And the very first thing was on like finding your ideal client. And I was like, and they, she, I think she sent out like a 100 question survey we were supposed to fill out as oh. our ideal client. It was, an, it was intense. Wow. And I was like, I'm not doing this. This is pointless. Like it I'm not, pointless.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, I was
1: like, I, I want to, I want everybody to be my client. Yeah. And then, but she like really kind of walked us through, like, this is the purpose, kind of like you just did, like, this is why this works. And once I really niche down and it's changed over time, obviously, but my gosh, finding that and like having that person and even almost like picking somebody to have a face in mind of who you're talking to when I do like send out emails or write posts, that's made such a big difference in how I communicate with my audience. And I love the little, um, like task you gave, because I think some people get really frustrated. They're like, well, I don't know who my, like, I don't know how to find these people, but mm-hmm. those connections, that's a really smart way to do it. So that's really, really good. I like yeah. I but I was writing those notes. So I'm like, I'm going to
0: try that little it too. <laughs> yeah. And you can build up your list that way. So everyone seeing your content becomes your mm-hmm. ideal avatar. So when I see people commenting, I would say 95% of them are my ideal avatar now. But when I first started, it was, you know, one of our, my husband's friends from college and my aunt Sarah, you know, or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, you're not going to be my ideal avatar. The neat thing you just said that is huge, huge, probably because you went through that course and you don't even realize you're doing it is we don't want to get stuck on demographics. So female, you know, kind of those stereotypical Mm -hmm. things. You want to think about the psychographics. So the psychographics are take some time and write down all of her struggles. What are her pain points? And I say her because that's mine, but what are her Mm -hmm. pain points? What are her struggles? What keeps her up at night? What stresses her out? Like what are all the things? The psychographics are the things that are going on mentally for her. Then you're going to make another list and write down, how can I serve her? What are the solutions I can offer? How can I help her? So when you are writing those emails, writing the sales Mm -hmm. copy, and for a lot of you that are more in the beginner stage, if you're listening, it's your Facebook post. Post descriptions are gold, okay? And so many people, they're like, hashtag blessed. I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to like (laughs) bring her into the conversation. We want her to feel what you're feeling blessed about. Like, how can we make her be excited about that and inspired? So when you think about the psychographics, you're going to start speaking to her in her language and you're going to address her problems. So when she sees your post, she's going to think, I'm so glad I saw this today because I'm totally struggling with this. It's like Mm -hmm. Kimberly knows me. And then she starts to see like, wow, maybe you can really help her. And that's when you start getting people reaching out randomly, right? Where they're like messaging you and they're like, I've been following you for a while. What do you do? Like, I'm really intrigued. I I know I'm struggling with this and it seems like you know a lot about that. And that's how you can organically attract leads right into your inbox. It's pretty cool.
1: Hey friends, if you have been a longtime listener of the Girl Means Business podcast, then you know how much I love email marketing. And if you're new to the show, well, there it is. I am a huge proponent of email marketing in your business. Not only is it a really great way to get in touch with your audience and build connections, but it's a guaranteed way to get in front of your ideal client. While social media is fun and shiny and exciting, sometimes it can feel like you're just shouting into a crowd, hoping someone notices you. But with email marketing, you land inside the inbox of everyone on your email list. That's pretty amazing, guys. Now, one of the biggest objections I hear to email marketing is, I don't know what to say. I don't have anything to send out in my emails. Well, guess what, friend? I am here to help you with that. I have created Inbox Insider just for you. So what is Inbox Insider? Well, it's your new email marketing BFF. You are going to get an entire year of email marketing content ready to go. An entire year. That's 52 email marketing templates, one per week for an entire year. Now, these are not just your general ideas of, hey, you can talk about this. These are done for you copy and paste templates. All you have to do is fill in the blanks with your specific brand content, but the rest of the framework is there for you ready to go. Now, not only are you going to get these amazing 52 templates, but you're also going to get welcome sequence templates, sales sequences, list cleaning sequences, a subject line generator. And because you know, I love rewarding my listeners with great things. I've included three amazing bonuses for you. You are going to get a lead magnet library with lead magnet ideas for tons of different industries You're going to get the list of 100 power words. These are power words that are going to be used in your social media content, your email content, your website to help you get noticed and stand out. And my favorite bonus of all is a step-by-step guide on how to use quizzes to grow your email list. Guys, I love a good lead magnet and a quiz is one of the best lead magnets out there and I am breaking down step by step exactly how to do it. So not only will you learn how to build your email list using quizzes and the lead magnet library, but you're gonna have all of the exact templates you need to send out really great relationship building emails over the course of the next year. And the best part, you get all of this for just $47. So head to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash inbox to grab your copy today and start building your email list. All right, guys, back to the show. Okay. So two questions that came to my mind as you were kind of talking that I want to sort of not really play devil's advocate, but even just like come back with like, okay, but what about this stuff? So my first one is, which I hear from a lot of people, um, when I talk about ideal clients and finding, you know, your ideal client avatars, well, isn't that eliminating a lot of people? Are we, are we going to be, you know, removing a whole group of people that could potentially be clients for us? So what is your answer to that? Yes. Nice one. Good one.
0: I I hear this every single time. So this is the thing. If you come onto social media without a purpose, without that narrow focus, it's going to show up. So posture is extremely important on social media, having confidence, you know, who you are and how you're coming across, right? So if you think of the brand Nike, you think of the imagery, you think of the commercials, you feel power, you feel goals, you feel like going after it, right? Well, what do we think of when we think of you? So if I went and did a social media audit and I scoped out all your, for those listening, I scoped out all your profiles, what would I think about you? If you don't have that narrow focus of this is who I'm serving, I'm not going to get that clarity. But what happens is when you're really focused, the posture, the confidence that, gosh, this girl knows what she's talking about, is so loud to people, even though it's subconscious, they don't even realize it, they're drawn to you. They are absolutely drawn to you because you're standing out amongst the crowd because most people are just fumbling around, not meaning to, but they're like, oh, I sell skincare and everyone has skin. So (laughs) what happens is, is I actually have, I would say if I could guess percentages, I'm probably around... 75% moms. Um, So about 75% of my students are my ideal avatar. The other ones are uh, females that do not have kids or maybe empty nesters. And then I do have some gold digger dudes as I like to call them. And I'm always surprised, right? But they are just, they love what I'm teaching. They love the community. They love the environment. And again, because I'm coming across so intentional, that can be really, really just magnetic for people because this and this is a leadership. If you read um, any books on leadership, um, I'm a John Maxwell ambassador, and he's really big on leadership. There's there's an alpha dog, and most of the people want to follow an alpha dog. They want someone to say, "This is how it goes. This is the way. Show me what to do." So if you can come across as the alpha dog, just I know this is it. And I'm confident. You're going to attract those people to you. And it's going to be exciting because when you get more clear on what you're doing, you're going to feel more confident on how you're showing up. It becomes more fun. And then suddenly you love social media. Then you get the people who you've been trying to get this whole time anyway. So definitely that's a great question, but yeah, you'll see that it'll really work for you.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. So the second thing I thought was a little more technical and this, I, I guess, feeds more into like the Facebook side versus Instagram because, mm-hmm. and I'll just use my own personal accounts as an example. So on Instagram, it's probably, it's a hundred percent my business. I, mm-hmm. I don't have a personal account. It's all business all the time. Now on Facebook, it's my personal Facebook. And then I have my business pages. Yes. So when you talk about like friending people, and I know like I recently went through and did a like clean sweep of my Facebook friends. You I removed do. A yeah. ton of people that I was like, this is not even somebody I've ever met in real life. It's someone I know from a friend of a friend or whatever. So, when you talk about going and adding these friends, are you talking about doing that on your personal page or more like through a Facebook group or a Facebook business page? What's that? What's the technicality behind that? Yeah, no, that's a great question.
0: Stay with us; we'll be right back.
1: Hey, photographers, are you ready to make twenty twenty four your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a -a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other, and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet.
0: So what I teach is, and I love Facebook more between the two, I use Instagram to connect and bring them over to Facebook because of Facebook groups, you have community and it's just more Mm -hmm. in depth. Instagram is so much more static to me. There is a tool, by the way, that um, I can get you the link for it if you want to drop it. Okay. Uh, you You give them your friends list, they export it somehow, and then they purge it for you. And they say, all of these accounts have been in, all of these friends have been inactive for six months. They haven't interacted with your account. So that's such a great thing to do once or yeah. twice a year to just, you don't want people on your as a friend if they're not interacting with your content. It doesn't make any sense. Like what you're doing was awesome. So yeah. with the differences with Facebook, what I always teach is build on your wall. So your personal profile, build there first, then funnel people to a Facebook group. And then the business page comes last because business pages are pay to play. They, they make them so that way advertisers can spend money, their businesses can. If you try to organically build your business page, you absolutely can do it. It's just going to take you a really long time. So if you posted a quote on your wall, your personal profile, your wall, you might get 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 friends that comment on it. If you post that quote on your business page, you might get one like, Mm -hmm. maybe a comment, probably your Aunt Sarah. So it's just the nature of it. It's not that it's not a bad post. Facebook is not going to show it unless you spend some money to get that out there. So, when you're friend requesting and building up, your biggest net is going to be your personal account because that's where you have your friends in there for a long time that know you and even new friends you're making. And then you're going to funnel them to a Facebook group because I'm a huge advocate of Facebook groups. Huge. Mm-hmm. So much so um, that I've, I built them up to over 30,000 members because I totally like can't tell you how important it is. Because a Facebook group is going to foster community, it's going to allow you to build up that know like and trust factor, just create, create some really great value. And then, you know, you can add that business page later, but I have students that go through my programs. We add business pages at the end, just so they can learn how to do ads. And that's it. Like they're literally building on their wall in Facebook groups. And that's it. You can also go into Facebook groups. You kind of alluded to that, so let's say you're in a health and wellness company and you sell weight loss products. You could go into an intermittent fasting group and offer value, connect, comment on other people's posts. And then when you're getting, you're hitting it off with another group member, or maybe you post and you get a lot of comments, you could friend request those people. And they'll see, it'll say, Jane is, a, you know, Kimberly's requesting and she's also in this group with you Jane like it'll tell you yeah and hopefully they recognize your name if you were just you know interacting together but Facebook groups can be a great way to connect and find some friends too so kind of
1: piggybacking off that idea one of the things that I did when I was going through and kind of purging my personal Facebook page is I really utilized the Facebook and they're not groups I don't know what they call it I guess like where you can categorize your Facebook friends oh the friends list Friends list. There you go. So like I had one that was like family and I have one that's like my close friends. And I have one that is like, I was a teacher for 14 years. So I have a lot of teacher friends that I worked with and taught with, and I have them in a group and I have photographer friends that are in a group. So when you add somebody that is, let's say you're going through and you're doing the activity you suggested, I'm finding friends of friends I'm adding them you could also, I guess, kind of categorize them into a friends list mm-hmm. so that maybe that makes it a little easier than having just kind of them in. I mean, they're always going to be in with your friends list as well, but would you recommend doing that as a way to kind of recognize like, okay, this, because a lot of times like I'll see somebody's post, I'm like, how do I know this person? <laughs> and then if I could go see what friends list are like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. That's somebody that I taught with and now they got married they changed their last name and I haven't seen them in a long time or whatever. But being able to put them in those categories, I think helps me. So would that something you would suggest then when you start adding these people to your friends list that you aren't necessarily personally connected to right away to help kind of segment them a little
0: bit? Yeah, you can totally do that. So it's basically segmentation. So if you go, go to the homepage on Facebook, you hit the F and then they just change it. Like I said, but on the left sidebar, it used to say friends list. You can go in and you can create a list. And when you create the list, so family. When you click the family list, it just shows you the news feed of your family only. So if you're someone who is using Facebook to build your business and you're like, oh, like I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've missed my brother and sister's post because my feed is full of my people. Mm -hmm. I will go to my family friends list and I can quick catch up on my family. So what I like to do is when I am actively kind of building my Facebook friends list back up is I will, when people accept my friend request, I'll go look at their, their wall really quick and ask myself, is this my ideal avatar? Is this someone I really want to get to know? The answer is yes. Then I will put them either on my see first list, which you can pick like 25, 30 people and Facebook will show them to you first. I'll put them on a, uh, like a prospect list is what I'll call it, where I'll spend some time commenting on their, their content, commenting on their posts, getting to know them. By the time I really have vetted them out, I'll know their kids' names, I'll know if they're married, like what they do. And at some point I can easily reach out to them and say, hey, I've been seeing your stuff because I've been commenting. Hey, I've been seeing your stuff. Yeah. And just realized we've been, you know, we've been friends for a little bit here, but haven't introduced myself. I'd love to get to know you better. Can you tell me a bit about yourself? And then she'll introduce herself. Usually she'll say what she does and then I can share what I do and see if it's an opportunity. I'm very big on collaboration. So I'm always looking for ways to see like how we can help each other. That's just how I roll with the way I connect with people. But it's great because now I've got the friends list, like you said, new friends. Maybe you say, okay, here's all my August friends, my September friends. And for that month, you just pick those people that you want to get to know, spend the month getting to know them, and then you can build a new list. So now you, like you said, you're like, how do I know this person? By the end of sort of nurturing those new relationships, you should know at the end of it, who they are. And now they're just mm-hmm. part of your world. And then you can, you can start working on that next group of people. So yeah, the friends list tool is money. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, and I also use it like personally for when I post something that is more, um, I guess, business related or whatever, like I can target who sees that as well. Like if i mm-hmm. something I'm like, oh, my family doesn't care or like I do a lot of boudoir photography. So if I'm sharing a boudoir photo that I don't necessarily want my whole, my great aunt to see, I can I can like say, I'm going to show this to, to just these people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that the, the friends list thing has been huge for me. I, I absolutely love that. I think it's a great feature that they've added. And I agree with the groups too, because I read recently, or actually it's been a while now, but that's the direction Facebook is going, oh, is yeah. that they really want people in their groups because it's more... Um, it's more active. It's you saying, this is a community I want to be a part of, as opposed to just send me all the things you're Mm -hmm. letting Facebook know, like, no, I've chosen to be part of this group. I want to see their content. I want to interact with them. And they're going to push that out to people a lot more. So I'm, I'm a big believer of groups as well. Absolutely. Me
0: too, for sure. And they are, that's where it's at. I mean, that's their whole point, right? Is people Mm -hmm. are social. So if you're in a group like you said, you're choosing to be in there and you're telling Facebook that. When you click on that notification, you're signifying to Facebook, oh, this is a value to me. And if you don't click on it, after a while it stops showing you those notifications for those groups and so you don't even realize yeah. it because it's just not there. So it's really good intel for Facebook too. Yeah. Stay with us, we'll be right back.
1: Hey you, yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. Okay, so we've covered kind of narrowing down to like who your client is and finding those people. So once you have started adding these people as your friends or you've started following them on Instagram or however you're doing that, whichever platform you're on, then what do you do as far as on our end, how do you make those connections as a, not just essentially reaching out to them, but like, what should we be posting? How can we be sharing content that they're going to want to see and that keeps them coming back to our feed?
0: Yeah, so obviously we're going to do some research on them. What I like to do is I'll do a poll periodically or just ask a question on my wall. Hey, I'm putting some great content together. What's the biggest struggle you have when it comes to X? And then give them a few choices. And then I can start to see like, You would think like weight loss would be more important to people than having more energy, but whenever I do that poll, I get more moms that say they want more energy. So like gives me information, like, okay, that's important to them that they have energy to get through their day, right? They're not so much worried about, you know, the number on the scale. So you can you can do a poll, you can ask your closest friends, like, hey, when it comes to me and you know, what I've been able to help you with, what advice do I give? that really helps you. What do you think of when you come to me? So you can kind of pull your audience and ask your closest friends. You can also send an email out if you have an email list and do like a free survey. But my favorite place to get intel is to ask one of the Facebook group questions. Um, I fill those requirements out that people have to answer a question to get in. Mm -hmm. One of them is when it comes to blank, what is your biggest, what do you need the most help with? So I have a health and wellness group. And I'll ask them when it comes to your health. I get so much information. So, if people keep saying that they need help with their metabolism, right? Like, oh, you know, pre menopause, I just, I hit 40, and I look at a piece of bread and I gain weight, right? So, that helps me to know, okay, these people really want some help when it comes to metabolism. What are some things I know that I could go and do a live on? I've got a couple of business groups. So, I hear a lot with like, I don't know how to find people on social media. I don't know how to talk to people. I don't know how to close people. Then I know, Great here's some videos I need to do The other cool thing is in Facebook groups if you change the group type to social learning you can create units which we've all seen the units and you can build out a library of content with your units based on the pain points. So let's say you run a beauty group because I always say don't run a specific product group like if you sell nails the nail polish certain mm-hmm. things don't don't call it the nail group call it um, you know the, the beauty lounge or the beauty bar. So you're gonna offer information and value on products and beauty, 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 not just nails. So if it's a beauty group and you know their pain points are makeup, skincare, hair care, you know, easy do-it-yourself manicures, all these different beauty topics, each unit could be a specific pain point. And one of them could be skincare problems. You could have mature skin, acne, rosacea. Now you suddenly have this library of content so every time you get a new group member or maybe even a new friend, you could say, Hey, new friend, I wanted to share with you about my beauty bar. I'm so excited. Um, just helping other moms be able to find quick ways to you know, feel their best. Um, I'd love to get you an invite if I can send it to you. And then once you get them in say, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to beauty? And now you direct them to the units tab, tag them on a tool. And suddenly you're the best friend because they are like, where have you been my whole life? You know, who <laughs> does that? Like yeah. nobody takes the time to find out what's going on with people and what are their struggles. So go back to your pain points. That's going to give you all of your intel.
1: Gosh, that's so good. I love the idea of the pain point, asking that question, because I have a couple of different groups for different things that I do. And I, I usually ask things like, you know, what brought you here? How did you hear about the group? Or just kind of those basic questions that a lot of groups ask. I never thought about asking like about their, like, what are you struggling with? But mm-hmm. that's so smart. So do you just sort of track that as they come through or do you, it's oh, a good question. Do you keep track of that somehow, like in a spreadsheet or something? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So especially when you're new starting out, cause now I just know like what they need, <laughs> like their mother hen. But <laughs> when I first started, I didn't know, you know, this business stuff was new to me. So once you approve people in a group, you can't go back and get their questions, which is such a bummer. So if you are listening to this, I want you to go into edit group settings. It's one of the options in your group and it'll say, ask questions, click that button and fill that out. So always ask, Hey, periodically I'll send out tips and tricks via email. Um, Drop your email. If you want to get those tips, you can build up your email list that way. And one of them is, how do you hear about the group is always great. Or what niche are you in or industry, depending on what mm-hmm. you do. And then say it's a photography group and you're helping other photographers build up, build on social media. When it comes to building your business on social media, what do you need the most help with? Ask that question. Then what we do is we, and I say we, cause I have people who help me now, but when I first started, I would just, um, copy and paste the whole list and then put it in Excel and what's helpful is it's by column, that question, I can go through and see the themes. Oh, I keep getting this. I keep getting this. I need to create some content around that. And it literally will give you your entire social media plan if you get enough yeah. people answering the questions. Yeah, it's huge. That's and then they're, so smart. Then they're going, oh my gosh, Kendra, I was just thinking about that. And she just covered it the next week. You know, and you're like, I actually just answered your question. But then you become that resource <laughs> for them, right? Yeah. And then they're way more likely to stay engaged.
1: Yeah, that's so smart. And I do know, like, and I don't know if there's third-party apps for this. I I did hear in another um, podcast I was listening to recently, they were talking about using those questions as a way to collect email leads and that there's some program out there, I'm sure it's a pay to play kind of thing, but where it will... Extract those emails for you as they come in. Obviously, like you said, it can't go back to past mm-hmm. responses, but as new ones come in, it will extract those. I don't know if there's one that'll do that with the responses, other responses than email, but um, that would be cool. obviously if you're, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it be great? Obviously, I mean, obviously, if you're getting like hundreds a day, you could probably have you could probably have a VA or something help you with it. But, um, but yeah, I think that's just being specific on the questions you're asking because I, I, you know, there's a lot of groups that I see that will ask just very generic questions. It's like they got a script somewhere and they all ask the same three questions because you only get three questions, right? I think it's just three, three. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, everybody's asking the same three questions. So if you can mix that up and you can ask something that's really gonna benefit your content, I think that's huge. I hadn't thought of that. I love that. Oh yeah, it's so helpful for sure. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the types of content you're sharing. So, and not necessarily like the, the topic of the content, but are you sharing content that is like, you talked about going live. Is it mostly, um, you know, tutorials? Are you like, what kind of things are you sharing? That's going to help get people to engage and interact. Cause that's one of the concerns I hear or not concerns, but a struggle I hear is that people are like, okay, I created a group or, okay, I have these people, but they're not interacting. They're not engaging. How do you get that engagement? How do you promote that?
0: Yeah. Well, you need enough people in it. So you probably won't get too much until you pass about that 100 member mark, and then you'll start to get a little bit. It's small. So when people join a Facebook group, the default settings are notifications are set to highlights. So basically, you have a new member, and they're thinking they're going to see all your things, right, all your posts, and you're thinking they're seeing all your posts and all your life. They're not. So the highlights is going to be something big. You market something as an announcement. You put something in a unit tab. You go live, maybe change the name of the group. That's considered a highlight. Or if you haven't posted an event, you do. Facebook will notify your group members. And so if they get notified that you did something, they may look in there and see it. Well, there's not a lot going on. And people are just very quiet until there's some traction there. And what most people do is they just stop. They stop putting content in and they give up. They're like, oh, I can't do this, or it's dead. I hear that all the time. My group is dead. So, what you gotta do is you gotta keep going until you get that momentum where you're beating the algorithm. So, what this means is the engagement starts kicking in, people start reacting, they start commenting. Once that happens, Facebook is way more likely to tell them and notify them whenever you post or go live. And then, what also ha- happens is the people who engage every time you post. Facebook notifies them every time. And you know, like you said, Facebook mm-hmm. groups are a priority. There's probably groups you're in where every time something happens, you get notified every single day. And you're like, that's true. How did that happen? Yeah. Because you've told Facebook that you want to have those notifications happen. So things that can help you fill up a challenge or a Facebook group is a challenge. I'm actually doing one right now. It's funny. It's on Facebook groups, which is hilarious. <laughs> that this came up. So, cause that's the struggles. How do you fill them mm-hmm. up? What kind of content? So do some kind of challenge. You can do a challenge with any kind of group. I have a girl who, she sells products that are uh, more like body care, like uh, like fun stuff, like bath bombs and fun scented lotion. So it's not even skincare. It's more just like smelly, fun stuff. She has a pampering group and she does self-care challenges. Makes sense, nice, right? Yeah. Self-care. Let's take care of you. Oh, by the way, I'm raffling off this fun gift. If you want to, you know, if you need some fun things, you know, hit me up, I'll, I'll help you out with that. Challenges are awesome. Free challenges, make them short three days, five days, seven days. The other thing that works really well are giveaways. And in the giveaway, you promote, you always promote all of these things happening outside the group, get them into the group, everything, all your good stuff is in the group. Okay. So you're on your wall talking or in your stories, get them in the group. So if you have a raffle of some sort or a giveaway, Part of the way that they get entries is by adding people to the group. I mean, you could double your group size in a week if you got those group members buying into it and wanting that free hat or whatever. (laughs) Like the gold (laughs) digger hat I have. People are always like wanting that hat. I don't know. Uh, And then the third thing that's super awesome for filling up a group is a lead magnet. And even if you're not, you don't consider yourself a savvy marketer that does lead magnets and sales funnels. Anyone can do a lead magnet. You can do them on Canva. They have templates there. And the lead magnet could be something as simple as, you know, your top ten favorite smoothie recipes or your twenty five uh, most effective affirmations. It literally can be anything. I my first ones were on a Word document. Word. Word. And the <laughs> the, the, the font was like script font, and it was so bad. And I would save it as a PDF and give it away. And people wanted it. Like they didn't care, right? They <laughs> no, just want the content. It's free. Yeah, Yeah, it's free. And so you can put it in the files tab or maybe it's a special video training. And then on your wall, uh, in your stories, maybe if you have some other people in your same genre, you can ask them if you if they'll post it for you on their wall and you'll give them a thank you of some sort. Getting people into the group with a lead magnet can be very, very effective. And so once you pass that 100, 200, 300 mark, and you're consistent, I mean, you got to show up every single day, which you can schedule your content out in in a Facebook group, which is nice, but showing up every day for them, becoming reliable, they're more likely to get the notifications, click the button and and start start engaging. So yeah, it does take some time, but if you stick with it, it's going to be the most rewarding thing you do in your business.
1: Yeah. And I love that lead magnet idea because I use that all the time for email captures, but I had never thought of using it for getting people into a Facebook group. So you just Mm -hmm. put that in the group and you say, if you want this, go join the group and you can have access to it. That's so smart.
0: That's really smart. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is so good. Okay. So is there anything else that you want to add to, I mean, there's so much, I'm like, jotting down notes left and no, right. No, this,
0: this was awesome. <laughs> awesome. You asked the best questions around this oh, topic. Thank you. I don't think I've ever like been able to put it all together like that because no one was Good. guiding me like you. So. Well, no, <laughs> I'm glad. You. Well, I always
1: try to think of it as like from a student perspective, you yeah, know, like what would yeah. I, and I, you know, and that's one of the things I love about doing these interviews is I always learn something, even if it's a topic, I feel like I already kind of have some control over like I've learned so many things that I would not have thought to do within my own groups and within, within my own social media. So it's so oh, it's nice. so helpful. I love it. Um, okay, so before we wrap up, my last question I want to ask you is if your best friend came to you today and said, okay, I have this business idea, I really want to run with it, what advice do you have? What would be your like number one piece of advice you would give someone who is brand new to starting a business? Oh, that's a
0: great question. So Cause I've tried before I launched the gold digger girl. I had one called fit cam and I was never able to make it full time with it. And what I think sometimes people think it's all or none, you know, like you need to quit your job and like go all in. Cause we hear these success stories, these overnight success stories. I learned this from Dave Ramsey. He said, you should micro test your idea. So before you spend a bunch of money on a website or hiring people or doing all these things, go total ghetto with it. So like bootstrap, like don't spend a lot of money on it. Micro test it with your audience and see if there is a need for it. And the whole thing is you don't have a business unless there's a gap in the market. So if there is a need out there and you have the solution, you're in business, right? So many times we think of things that would really help people, but we don't know what their pain points are. So doing all the work we mm-hmm. talked about this in this episode, I would micro test it. And then once you see that, okay, this is actually working, people are buying this, reinvest that money back into your business and then you can scale it. And the other thing is, is work on your mindset. Cause you'll think you need all the Instagram story hacks yep. and you need the sales funnel it's your mindset. If you think you're awesome and you think you can do this and you have belief in yourself, you can. If you don't, it's going to, it's going to sabotage. It's going to come back to bite you. Mm -hmm. So spend the time either hiring someone like I did or really working on it and being committed every single day to work on your mindset and reframe it and keep telling yourself that positive story of the vision you have for yourself and make sure your actions are lining up with that. And if you're consistent, you can't go wrong.
1: Yeah. Oh, mindset's such a huge part of it. That's something that the last two years I've really spent a lot of work on mindset because it changes so much. And it's a constant, it's like going to the gym. You can't just go one time and be like, okay, I'm good. You have to keep working at it. So I think that's a huge, huge part that doesn't get taught a lot at the beginning of businesses. It's all, it's all the technical stuff. It's all of the practical stuff, but the mindset is so, so important. So, well, Thank you so much. Okay. So let everybody know, I know you mentioned you have like a course and you've got your Facebook groups and all these things. So tell us where they can find you. I'll have a lot of it linked down in the show notes. They can easily click below, but go ahead and share with us where they can find and follow you.
0: Yes. uh, You can find me everywhere, uh, everywhere. Pinterest, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, anywhere. My website, the gold digger girl, and it's G O A L. So if you go to Instagram at the gold digger girl, and you know, when you listen to this episode, throw it in your stories and tag us on it. And I'll of course shout you guys out. I go live every single week on my business page, the gold digger girl. So if you're liking these trainings, I'm on YouTube. So literally everywhere. And if you go to Instagram, click my bio, you'll see link And that's like my freebies and, you know, all Perfect. my upcoming offerings.
1: Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking time to do this. This was so informational. And so I love these episodes where people can walk away with like something to do and something to work on. So this was definitely one of those and I really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome.
1: Well, thanks. Okay. We'll we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. You too. I hope you were taking notes on that one because there was lots of great info in there. And if not, you can always come back and listen to it again. Make sure you check out Kimberly's website, her Instagram, her Facebook, all the things. Follow along. She's got great live videos that she posts. I've been watching a lot of her live videos lately, and they are so good. And if you want to listen to my episode on her podcast, The Gold Digger Girl, you can find that over on Spotify. And I talked all about email marketing 101, how to get started, what you need. And of course, I have a link there to my free download for the Email Marketing Starter Kit, which you can always find at the Girl Means Business website as well. All right, ladies, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you back here next week, same time, same place.